Brick and Mortar Reporter, episode 122. Hey there, localists. This is Nick Unsworth of Life on Fire. Welcome you to the Brick and Mortar Reporter podcast. Today's podcast is jam-packed with tips, strategies, and the motivation you need to take your business to the next level. I'm excited about what you'll learn from today's interview. And don't forget that choosing local when you have the opportunity is vital to your community. So now, let me introduce your host, Christy Hostler, with today's interview. Hi there, localists. Welcome to the Brick and Mortar Reporter Podcast. My name is Christy, and as always, I'm your host for today. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us while you're doing whatever it is you're doing today. And we're going to learn a little bit about what's going on with my business. But before I get into that, I wanted to let you know that if you need a website for any reason whatsoever, simply go to brickandmortarreporter.com forward slash website. Now, when you go there, you'll see a place where you can fill in the web address that you think you want, and you can see if it's available and check the price of it. The range from $3.99 to $14.99, and you can go in ahead and make your purchase through Bluehost, our web hosting provider that we recommend. And once you do that, I will send you a free cheat sheet of plugins to go ahead and get on your website so that you can keep yourself protected from all those spammers and bots that are out there, but visible to all the search engines and customers that that you want to find you. So brickandmortarreporter.com forward slash website. And once you do that, I will send you a free cheat sheet of plugins. So now that we have that housekeeping out of the way, I wanted to give you an update. I've had a few days now under my belt of doing my revamped pricing. And if you remember from a previous episode, I switched to a large and a small in both my ice cream and my coffee. And I priced the small at my old price point and the large um, was slightly higher in both of those. And a couple of days have have gone by and I have definitely um, seen some some good results from what I'm doing. Um, Is it that I'm selling more of any particular thing? No. And the whole purpose wasn't really to sell more. The purpose was to try to have a higher profit margin on some of those key items. When I found out that I was putting $3 of cost into every ice cream that I made and um, was selling it for $5, I realized that those are not the type of margins that can sustain business. And so I definitely had to make some changes. So after a couple of days, I don't know if you remember the math that I told you. Remember we had a math episode where we were figuring out our cost for things. Um, It normally takes three dippers of the cryo dipper of nitrogen to freeze a large liquid a large ice cream and what I have found is the small ice cream can freeze in approximately one and a half dippers so essentially I went from a cup and a half of a uh, liquid nitrogen per serving to right at three quarters of a cup so I cut my cost for liquid nitrogen in half And so that's wonderful. That's exactly what I needed to do. And so now instead of it being 220 that I have in each ice cream from for liquid nitrogen, it's essentially a dollar ten. So that means I have less than two dollars in my small ice cream 
and I'm selling it for $5. So much, much better margins on that particular item. And I am still selling some of the large ice creams, especially to people that want to share and that sort of thing. And so I'm getting a higher price point for those that I'm spending my uh, putting $3 into as far as the cost go. Um, I do have some people come by that still want to lowball and say, I, I had a guy last night that came by and said, I've got $3. Can you make me a small ice cream? And I'm like, you know what? I can't. It takes cost me more than $3 to do that. So I had to let him go on by. Um, I noticed that as he was eating an $8 uh, tray of conch fritters and so I you know if you run out of money you run out of money I can't can't take it out of my pocket to uh, spot you on that whenever you've just paid eight dollars for conch fritters so um, that's anyway so that what I've discovered is that uh, the large and small don't take up much more space on my uh, food cart and it also keeps me from going through so much product for each sale uh, that I'm making too so uh, those two things have been accomplished with that so at this point I have no reason not to continue with that type of pricing and so I will continue um, to do that and I've actually even had people order two small ice creams so that they could get you know I had it was funny I had a guy yesterday order two small peach ice creams so he ordered two smalls so they could each have their own individual cup and I made ten dollars on that sale versus getting one large um, which they would have shared and I would have only gotten eight dollars for now ounce wise he'd got 12 ounces out of the two small versus eight ounces out of the large so um, you know that that type of thing will happen and uh, I can definitely uh, see the benefit of doing that from from his perspective so I'm going to keep the pricing that way it's not that much more to keep those other containers and, and that sort of thing and so that is going to stay for the time being so a lot of the latest tweaks I've made um, have been ones that are that are sticking you know with the pizza I switched from individuals to slices and I dropped my price, price point below five dollars so onto a couple of other things I wanted to um, go back in and talk about and um, it's interesting because last night was the first night that the vendor that has been targeting me um, actually showed up down to sell at the um, pier and it was it's interesting because this whole last two weeks he's been uh, blowing up people's phones trying to get my personal information my name and my permit number so that he can turn me into the state because he perceives somehow that um, I can't sell hot food on my license, which uh, I can. I'm completely legal. There are some very specific guidelines that I have to follow in order to do it the way I'm doing it, but uh, the good news is is that I easily sail under those guidelines, and so his goal is to turn me into the state and uh, try to get them to make me stop selling an item <laughs> so that he can sell it. <laughs> I know that's not any kind of a conflict of interest or anything like that, right? So it's interesting to watch this play out. And um, he showed up last night and uh, essentially uh, continued with what I consider nothing more than some BS, um, trying to make people mad and, um, you know, make it that now he's got a big case open with the state and, you know, he's everyone that won't give him the information he wants. He says now the state is wanting their information. So it's like, really? Um, it's it's just a, a big old blowhard bully that was, is trying to, you know, make up whatever he needs to make up to get his way. But the interesting thing is that's not so much the point other than just a side note. 
the very interesting point that I'm seeing with all this is that vendor's business is not doing well at all. Now, clearly, if he was doing well, he would show up more than once every two weeks. The problem is he is showing up with a food that has a very, very high cost of goods associated with it. He shows up with, um, he, he makes burritos, and he shows up with several different types of meats every single day. And some of them are like, um, I don't know, I don't know if they're like a short rib or brisket or something. I mean, the meats look good from the people that have gone down there and looked at them. They said they look good. But, you know, he's got these meats that he's out there, and I don't know if you if you guys have noticed it, but, boy, have the prices for beef gone up or what? I mean, we tried to have a hamburger the other night, and it was just like, really, five ninety nine a pound for just normal ground beef? And it's just one of those things where your hamburgers used to be the cheap go-to meal, um, but no longer. Ground beef is one of the most expensive things, or, or even beef, I should say, in general, is one of the most expensive things you can get especially down here in the Keys, and um, at the same time, it's one of the fewer items that will go on sale occasionally. So uh, you get less sales on it and a higher cost. So that's exactly what's going on uh, with that. But he's got the, the guy has got the high cost of goods. He's not selling a lot. Um, I think part of it, I mean, there could be several reasons, but part of it could be due to his signage. He doesn't have signage that's visible from down the pier. Um, I think he sells a couple a night, a couple burritos a night, and I think he's selling them for $8. So he might make 16 or $24 a night, and it costs him 20 to be there. And then at that point, um, he hasn't even covered paying for the food that he's prepared. And so it's just one of those things where... Um, it's not looking real good for that product, which in some ways is kind of if, is interesting to me because, number one, I do believe in karma, and I believe that what you put out, you get back. And so when you're putting out all this negative and trying to take other businesses down, it's very interesting to me that he's now he's attracting that same thing. And so his business is not doing well. And so karma is something that you definitely need to be thinking about whenever you are in um, you know, in relationship with other people and how you treat other people. You will get back what you put out. Now, I'm not, um, you know, one of those people that are, are, is like a Buddhist or anything like that, but I do believe that um, what you put out there will come back to you. And so I definitely see this as one of those things that falls into that category. I definitely hate to see any vendor down at the pier struggle because I think it would be awesome if every food vendor did really well because I think there's enough business down there. If we put out enough good food, there's enough business down there, and it could be a food destination for people rather than just a pass-through or an afterthought. Um, and so it's interesting to me that, uh, you know, and it's a biblical principle, sowing and reaping and that sort of thing too. It's not just karma, but the guy is intent on, uh, you know, doing things to my business with the intent of trying to harm it or put me out of business. And at the same time, his business is not doing very well. 
And he has some other opportunities. You know, he has been told he could go back and read jury and pizza since he kind of botched his jury on that and made a big deal about it. Um, but that was in November he was told that, or December he was told that, and he still hasn't made any action on doing that as well. So it's it's interesting. I don't understand sometimes um, how people run their businesses. And you know what? In your town, uh, you might have encountered local business people who uh, seem to be ruthless, shady, um, or will do anything to try to uh, flim-flam a dollar from you and just not credible at all. And there are greedy, greedy people everywhere. But um, it, it, some of those people will succeed in spite of karma, in spite of putting out there uh, what they uh, – getting back what they put out there. Um, but they certainly don't take well to other people – playing their game or anything like that and so I don't want to stoop to his level and I my goal is not to poke the bear so to speak but at the same time uh, he is uh, he's very misinformed about some things and you know burritos might not be a good match for the peer there's a there's another new food vendor that's been coming occasionally um, again that's not doing very well and um, they're selling crepes, and they've got a couple of issues. And the first issue is they've got a completely enclosed um, cart. And so it's like it has a door on it, and you walk into it, and you're like in a little box. And uh, they're making crepes. And, again, with crepes, crepes have a low cost for the actual crepe. But it's all the other things that you put in it. Um, the You know, a lot of fresh fruit and things like that that have a very high perishability, especially when it's out in 80-degree heat all day long. And so, um, you know, again, they're priced about the $8 point. And I know they have been trying down at Mallory, and they have also... Uh, I did see them at the Key West Artisan Market the other day, and I don't think they sold a ton. I didn't see a ton of big line or anything like that. I think they also have some signage issues. Um, their signage is, number one, it's not very clear. It's not um, written in a font. It's one of those um, kind of um, ancient-looking scripts that looks like maybe it was from um, the English Empire or something like that. I mean, it's very... Um, very difficult to read and then I think the the wording on their signage is not clear um, whenever you say Galettes de France it people don't understand what that is and um, you know and I, I went through the signage thing and it's clear and as as readable and visible as I thought my signs were um, I still had people confused by it and so signage is signage is a big thing and um, if it were me um, and I was doing it again, I would send my signs out and have several people that had no idea what I was doing look at them and tell me if they would be able to make a decision based off my signage. So um, I know that is part of the issue with the crepes and the burritos. Um, and it's one of those uh, things that I don't really have enough of a relationship with either one of them to um, give them any kind of feedback. And, of course, Burrito would never want to hear anything from me anyway. Um, so I'll keep that to myself and um, go on. But, I mean, you do start to see these things. And, and there must some of the mistakes I made, and even some of the mistakes I made with my food, um, I see them making too, but I don't see them changing as quickly as they need to change. You know, they're kind of 
built on this one food idea and they're not really changing and reinventing and in order to survive you've got to do that and so and that's what I had to do and you guys have been with me through that journey on that uh you know trying to figure out what it's going to take um the biggest thing is to take away from this if you're looking for a food idea uh, you're looking to go into a food business. Um, you know, a food cart or a food truck is a great lower cost way of getting into um, a physical place. It costs less than actually opening up a brick and mortar location. You know, you don't have to pay for electricity and um, all these other things, and you don't have to sign a you know big long lease and all that. Now you'd have to pay your upfront cost of a food truck, which could be you know, anywhere from five to $50,000, depending on what you're getting. Um, but it's one of those things where you really need to test your idea. And I see it all the time on, on some of the shows that, that I occasionally see on television where they are trying different restaurant concepts. And, um, you know, just because there is a crowd of people does not mean it's an automatic shoe-in for um, a, you know, sure thing. And, you know, it's interesting to me because there are some things down at Mallory that have been there for years that are they're truly um, reminiscent of Key West, and they're truly quintessential Key West, and one of them is the conch fritter and the key lime pie. But there's also something down there which, you know, I was kind of surprised that it made it, has made it down there, and it's the popcorn. The popcorn guy has been down there for years, and um, he rolls his cart in, and he turns it on, and he makes popcorn, and he just stands right there and all day long, you know, $5 a pop for a bag of popcorn. And I see a lot of popcorn going by. And so people will eat popcorn. It's, again, a universal thing. The cost is low. Um, there's not a high perishability factor. And those are the key things that you want to look for with what, with the type of products that you're doing. Anything that's going to have a high cost of goods and be highly perishable um, is going to be very difficult. And, uh, you know, some of the food trucks around the country have really uh, created a cult-like following. There are some food trucks that are based strictly on French fries. There are some food trucks that are based strictly on um, some different, you know, Korean-type sandwiches or food that, that uh, is, is typically indicative of a Korean neighborhood. And so there's a lot of... Um, unique things that you can test in your market if you wanted to test something like that. But don't think that if you go to your local fair or festival or something like that, that you can just put up a booth and suddenly, you know, you're going to have thousands of dollars rolling in your way because it's a little bit of an odd thing to figure out. And, um, you know, eatability as far as, you know, mobility, whenever people are, are being able to eat food while they're walking around they can't really balance a plate and a fork and other things that it would take so you don't want really really messy food um, at the same time you've got to keep your price point low this is one of the reasons why these fried um, fried doughy type things do well the donuts and the funnel cakes and gosh even cotton candy I mean there is a uh, if you've never googled um, some of the, you know, it's interesting in other countries, they don't call cotton candy, cotton candy. They call it, like in Britain, they call it floss. And um, there are some really amazing videos on YouTube of people that almost, they make making this cotton candy an art form. They don't just stand there and, you know, swirl it around the little, little uh, machine 
but they let the machine spit it out and they catch it in the air and they almost do this dance to music and they twirl and swirl the cotton candy in such a way that it makes different shapes. So it's a very, very um, artistic type performance and that sort of thing in, in something like that. But, you know, you've got to almost have a little bit of um, some kind of a hook or some kind of a, I don't want to say a gimmick. It's not a gimmick. I mean, with me, it is my liquid nitrogen. That is my show. And that is what draws people in. And that's what gets me my attention at my booth. And so beyond that, I mean, the, the person next to me is, is pineapples, and she goes all out making beautiful pineapple drinks. And she puts lots of fruit on there on a toothpick, and then she has sparklers that are, you know, like little foil doily-type things that go on a toothpick that go in there. And she's got umbrellas that go. I mean, so it just makes it a visual um, party whenever you see that kind of thing. And then, um, you know, something that is quintessential for the area that you're in um, could also be good ideas for that sort of thing. But definitely be ready to test and be ready to uh, change gears if need be um, because you won't spend too many nights uh, losing money before you realize, wait a minute, this is not going to work. And, you know, even with me at this point, I'm still doing, I've still got my uh, cryopop, my caramel corn, I've got the uh, pizza, I've got the coffee, and I've got the ice cream. So I've got those four or five items there that I'm selling every single day, and I hope at some point to be able to narrow it down to in the summer where I'm just selling ice cream and I'm just making ice cream all day long. And I did that at the Key West Artisan Market, and I loved it, uh, being able to just stick to that one product and be able to make that really, really well and continue to refine my flavors and add some new flavors so that I can, um, you know, appeal to more people or just have more variety because it's, it's a very interesting concept. So anyway, um, I kind of wanted to, uh, you know, go over a couple of things that I have seen out at the pier. And I'm no expert. I'm still struggling to make it. You know, we all are. Uh, this is, is still a slow time. Our, apparently our busy time won't kick in until after uh, the day after Valentine's Day, and um, supposedly. And at that point, we will start what we officially call our season. So then we'll have spring breakers and, and all this other uh, tourist traffic that will come in for the spring, which is fantastic. It's a beautiful time of year down in Key West. And so until then, we're all just holding on. And so when you walk out with $100 a night, you're thrilled um, because you know it could be much, much worse. And you know that there are vendors that are walking out with probably uh, much less than that. Um, so crowds don't always equal customers, and um, you really have to have something to draw customers in. And uh, some people are better at doing that than others. I mean, if you can get your product visually displayed, that helps so, so much, or even pictures of it. And I'm still working on that for mine because I need pictures of ice cream and caramel corn and that sort of thing, and even pizza, so uh, that people will be drawn to that. But they do that much better than letters and, and words because many times pictures go across any language barrier. And so you can uh, reach people with pictures that you couldn't with words. So just a few things that I have observed this morning, uh, this over the course of the last few days, and I want to talk about that this morning, and also give you the um, the karma talk. <laughs> so be sure you're putting out to the world what you want to get back. Um, I have to let 
all the you know negativity and the the anger that I have toward um, the person that's targeting me, I have to let it go because it doesn't do me any good. Doesn't do me any. Uh, doesn't help my business in any way. I should should say that. Um, I also will tell you the last update I have is that I have just placed an order for another doer. Um, I had a uh, kind donation that helped me get the doer and add that to my business. So very shortly I will be able to double, almost double my capacity. The one I have coming is 18 liters, and. Um, I'm very, very, very thankful for it because even yesterday when after being out of liquid nitrogen and QS for four days, I went to get liquid nitrogen and I had my tanks filled up and the guy said, make sure you come back soon because this tank is already halfway empty. <sighs> Great, right? Hopefully that'll get us through the weekend in Key West. I don't know. Uh, if I'd had my bigger container, I would have filled it up at that point in time. But it's just one of those things where I can't rely on that source uh, very, very you know, heavily because it's just not predictable. It's not reliable. So we'll see if I can uh, go through what I need to go through to do a refill. And uh, beyond that, I'm looking forward to um, doing some, uh, you know, days where I just do ice cream. So that, that will be a blessing for me. So that's all I had for you this morning. Now, tomorrow I have a um, very special, uh, wanted to kind of tell you about uh, something I did yesterday and wanted to talk to you a little bit about that. And then um, I've got a great interview with some special offers for our listeners in um on Friday that I'll do, and that is probably going to air sometime next week. So we've got several exciting things coming up for the podcast and other things that I'm working on. So um, stay tuned because this uh, the show is not over yet uh, now that we've reached a point where we're actually in the positive every single night. We're still learning lessons. We're still tweaking and trying to squeeze every bit of profit out of whatever sales we make. So that's the name of the game in business, and so don't be afraid to take a risk and do that with yours as well. So again, I wanted to remind you, if you need a website for any reason whatsoever, it's so affordable to get online. And if your business is not online, which I hate to see so many local businesses not being online and not having an online presence because you can do so much with it. So simply go to brickandmortarreporter.com forward slash website. Once you're there, put the URL that you're wanting to get in the box. It'll tell you if it's available. It'll tell you how much it costs. And you can go ahead and sign up for Bluehost Web Hosting Services. It's one of the best services out there. And so many websites are powered by Bluehost. So simply go to brickandmortarreporter.com forward slash website. Once you sign up, I'll send you a cheat sheet of plugins to go ahead and get on your website so you can be found by all the people you want to find you, but hidden from all the people that want to use your website in a way that you're not thrilled about. So that's all you have to do, brickandmortarreporter.com forward slash website. Thanks again for joining me on my journey today and just the uh, catching up on the last couple of days on the pier and some experimentation. And I appreciate the time uh, and the energy that it takes for you to listen while you're doing anything else in your life. And hopefully at some point you can be inspired by my story and be uh, the person that takes control and takes the steps you need towards the life you want. Thanks so much. Have a good day. 
All right. Thank you for listening to the Brick and Mortar Reporter Podcast. I'm Nick Unsworth of Life on Fire, reminding you that building your business happens step by step. Whether you're just starting or growing your business, use what you heard in this interview today to build a strong foundation for your business. Make sure you don't miss a single episode by subscribing to the Brick and Mortar Reporter Podcast in iTunes. And remember, when you have the choice, choose local. 